message you're about listening to is a sermon by Bishop George Ajiman, the General Overseer of Winnish Chapel, Ghana. Be encouraged, inspired, and uplifted as he brings the word of life to your spirit and soul. We have been looking at money matters in the kingdom of God. Money matters in the kingdom of God. God repeatedly tells us we should seek his kingdom first. And the things that the Gentiles are looking for in this world, they shall be added unto us. When God speaks, he speaks with all majesty. He speaks with all authority. His words are infallible. His words do not fall to the ground. Just like the rain comes from the heavens and touches the ground and causes the ground to bring forth fruit. That is how the word of God is unto us. When we receive it into our heart, it brings forth fruit unto us. May we become beneficiaries of the word in our hearts. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I started talking about the covenant blessing of tithing. Very, very important if we must prosper in the things that God has prepared for us. But before we look at that, let me remind us what the word does unto us. I, I mentioned it last Sunday, and it is good I take off, I continue from that place. In 2 Timothy and chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, the Bible says, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. All scripture. All scripture. Not some parts of scripture. And all scripture is profitable for doctrine. All scripture is profitable for reproof. All scripture is profitable for correction. All scripture is profitable for instruction in righteousness. So when we receive the word of God, we learn the doctrine of the kingdom of God. When we receive the word of God, it reproves us when our ways, certain ways are not in line with the word of God the word of God comes to straighten us, comes to rebuke us, comes to tell us what you are doing is not right. And at the same time, it gives correction. And then further gives us instructions so that the man of God may be complete. So that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I pray the impact of the word of God will come upon you in these four dimensions. 
in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. A statement worthy of repeat this morning. Listen carefully. There is a settled plan to get your needs met. Every one of us sitting down here has needs. But God is telling us in Matthew chapter 6, don't worry about what you will eat, what you will drink. What? Don't worry about them. Because there is a settled plan that will get your needs met. And it is a struggle-free and a worry-free plan. It is a strategy that will always work anytime, any day, anywhere. Praise God. And last Sunday, we started looking at the details of the plan. And the plan is contained in the book of Malachi chapter 3, which we have just finished reading. Malachi chapter 3, from verse 8 to verse 12. But I will read from verse 10. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. Verse 10 says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now. God puts his stamp upon this word of promise, upon this covenant that he has made. And he says, it is foolproof. And I want you to put me to the test. If it will fail you, that is what God is saying this morning. Try me now in this. In what? Bringing the tithes into the storehouse. Try me. Says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven. God is speaking. Are you hearing him? Try me in this. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. We should pray for the spirit of obedience because if God is making a statement like this, one will wonder why people that have chosen to live by the words of God still find themselves in lack. If there is a situation like that, then we must check our obedience level. For the words of the Lord, they are yea and amen. When God speaks, he does not retract, he does not go back on his words. He stands by his word to ensure that they are fulfilled. And try me now in this, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing 
that there will not be room enough to receive it. Try him. <laughs> try him. Praise the Lord. If he is God to you, try him. If you have any doubt in him, try him. If you think he has the solution to your issues, try him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse 11. And I, God, will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Try him. God will become your, God's eyes will be watching over you. <laughs> God's eyes will be watching over you. Try him. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field says the Lord of hosts. Verse 12, And all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Praise the Lord. I began talking about the three key areas that we need to look at in this covenant that God says he will bless you until you become a delightful land. <laughs> Amen. Try him. That you will be blessed. He says, if I will not open the heavens and pour you out such blessing that will overflow, some of you I don't know whether this is even entering you. That God will so bless you that you will have more than enough. Can you imagine you having more than enough? Because if you can't think about it, I don't think you can see it. And if you can't see it, I don't think you can touch it. And <laughs> will I have more than enough? Can I have more than enough in this present day Ghana, in this present day world, in this whatever situation? Can I have more than enough? God is able. Praise the Lord. Last week, I just mentioned the first key factor that we need to take note of. And that was that the tithes that God is saying we should bring into the storehouse is not given. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 says, bring. Bring connotes that you have it. So all you have to do is to release it and bring it. Bring. Why must I bring? I must bring because the tithe belongs to the Lord. We look at that in Leviticus chapter 27 and verse 30. Bring because it belongs to the Lord. Brings because it is 
a proof that you are an obedient child in the kingdom of God. Bring, because it tests your commitment to what God has said. If you don't bring, it shows that you are not committed. And if you are not committed to God, he will not be committed to you. Draw nigh unto me, and I will draw nigh unto you. If you can't go close to God, even your prayer, I pray that God hears you. If you are not a faithful, tight prayer, how will God hear you? Because you don't even belong. It is a fundamental pillar in the growth of the Christian life. No wonder so many people have attacked it. So many people have attacked it that it has become difficult to even preach about it. Bring because it is with you. It is in your custody and you must release it. Bringing the tithe is a proof of your belonging to the kingdom and a test of your commitment in the kingdom. And if you don't belong, then you will not partake of the provisions and the benefits that the kingdom gives. Today, I want us to look at the second key pillar in this covenant of having more than enough. And it is anchored in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 11. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 11. What does Malachi chapter 3 verse 11 say? And I, God, will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. What will make God rebuke the devourer for my sake? When I bring the tithes into his storehouse. If I do not bring the tithes into the storehouse, then I cannot secure the commitment of God rebuking the devourer for my sake. So a large chunk of the prayers believers pray, God says, don't pray, I'll handle it. <laughs> Any good organization that employs human staff always makes a provision for when the staff, the staff are indisposed, indisposed, they will make arrangements with a clinic or with a hospital so that when their staff is indisposed, quickly they go there, get themselves sorted out, and then come back to do their work. Because the organization needs the people strong, healthy, sound, in order for the organization to move forward. So as far as the organization is concerned, it is not a benefit. It is essential 
Because when all the staff are down, when all the staff are weak, when all the staff are sick, the organization is sick. So the organization will always ensure that provisions are made so that their staff sort themselves out and remain healthy and strong and sound. However they present it to the staff, they may present it, we are giving you an extra benefit. It is not an extra benefit as far as the organization is concerned. It is a needful necessity because the organization can't continue if their staff are not in the proper position to do their work. The same thing. God says, bring the tithe into my store that there will be meat in my house so that my house will function well. Now, in order for you to keep bringing, I have taken it upon myself to rebuke the devourer for your sake. So don't worry about the devourer. You, when it is time for you to go and plant your seed, go and plant your seed. When it is time for you to go and sleep in the night, go and sleep in the night. I will watch over your field and when I see the devourer coming, I will rebuke him for your sakes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. If you understand this verse, for some people, 50% of your prayer will be gone. 50% of your prayer. You are not paying time. That is why you are praying and crying and holding your tummy. And <laughs> eh? Whereas some people live free. Free because they understand the covenant principles. Praise the Lord. Say, I will make it. Say it again. I will make it. Amen. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy. So that the devourer will not destroy the fruit of your ground. I want you to take note of that. There is difference between bringing the tithes into the storehouse and there is between that and then planting your seeds in the ground and these two must always go hand in hand and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground that is number one number two nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit not only will God rebuke the devourer he will also ensure that the seed you have put in the ground bears fruit. You will not labor in vain. You will eat the fruits of your labor in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So please take note of the two things. God will ensure that the devourer does not come to hover around you cause you to get into some investments that are unprofitable. No, 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 no. No, he will guide you. He say, I will lead you in the way you should go. 
So God will do that one for you as far as the works of your hands are concerned. And then number two, when you have begun and you have put your seed on the ground, he will ensure that that seed you have put on the ground bears fruit for you. Amen. What a way to work in partnership with God. <laughs> Except the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord watches over the city. The watchman keeps awake, but in vain. Brethren, let us partner together with God. Let us do our part. When you bring the tithe into the storehouse, it should not deprive you from putting your seed in the ground. No. When you put your seed in the ground, it should not deprive you of bringing the tithes into the house of God. No. The two go hand in hand. The two work together. And all things work together for your good. Hallelujah. In this verse, the Lord covers and protects you and your property. He will ensure that you are not exposed to unnecessary things that will be taking away your resources. <laughs> Don't forget that anyone that refuses to pay the tithe, according to Proverbs chapter 6, you remember that scripture we read, you will pay it seven times. If you are supposed to give 100 CDs tight and you refuse, you will pay 700 CDs somewhere and you will pay. Something will happen that will make you suspend your thinking and your reasoning and your rational thinking and everything and you pay. <laughs> the Lord protects your going out and you're coming in. The Lord gives you the peace of mind so that you will be able to do your business and prosper in it. You remember Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3? The Lord will keep the believer in perfect peace. So long as the mind of the believer is stayed on God. Approach your business on the spiritual horizon. Let God know that you have him at your back as you are putting your seed in the business. And how do you do that? You do that by ensuring that the tithe also is brought into the house of the Lord. They must always go together. Don't do one and leave the other. Now look at verse 11 properly. Verse 11, look at it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. So that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. 
So if you are here and you are paying the tithe and you are not committing your hands into sowing seeds that will bear fruit, what will God protect for you? Please, I want you to understand. God wants you to put your seeds on the ground so that he can watch over and ensure that your prosperity blossoms. That you have paid tithe is not sufficient for you to prosper. No. <laughs> Did you hear that statement? That you have paid your tithe is not sufficient for you to prosper. No. No. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 12. Let's read the Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 12. The Lord will open to you his good treasure. Right? You are the one, the seed planter. He will open to you his good treasure. The heavens to give rain to your land, not to your person. To give rains to your land in its season and to bless all the works of your hands. So you can imagine someone that is in church paying tithes and yet not sowing seeds that God can bless. Let me tell you, the work that you are doing it's a way of providing seeds for you. For whatever the Lord gives, he gives in seed form. Those of you that are earning your monthly salaries, it is a way of God putting seed in your hands. What you do with the salary you collect will determine whether you will prosper or not. I don't mean to offend anybody in this place. There are some of you sitting down here that have worked in monthly pay for over 20 years and still you don't have 20,000. You have worked where they pay you monthly, 20 years, and in those 20 years, you may have been receiving more than 1,000 a month. But cumulatively, you don't have 20,000. Why? Why? God is not fair. Some of you may even be saying, but out of this money, I have been paying my tithe faithfully. Yes, you have been paying your tithe faithfully. But when God opens the windows of heaven and calls the rains to come down and it falls on your ground, is there any seed in the ground for the reign of God to cause to bear fruit for you, don't you know that the rich in this kingdom, they eat what? What do they eat? What do they eat? <laughs> and the poor eat what? And the work you are doing is a way of God providing seed for you. But you have done your budget and you are content with your salary. I pay my tithe, the rest I live on it. <laughs> How will you have more than enough? Please, open your mind, open your spirit. Open your mind and open your spirit. 
I will rebuke the devourer so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. Your stomach is not the ground. Is your stomach the ground? Touch your stomach. Your stomach. Touch it. Touch it. Touch it. Touch it. Ask him. My stomach. Are you the ground? Are you the ground? Some people's stomachs are growing. You see, bulging. Then ask him, this one that you are growing big like this, what is coming out of it? Is it not fat you are accumulating? So that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. So there must be a ground where you have sown seed. Come on. When God created Adam, the Bible tells us, and the Lord planted a garden, and then he put the man there. A man must always have a garden with seeds sown in it. What kind of investment vehicles do you have that will bring prosperity for you? What do you have? What have you invested in? Ah, me, a faithful servant of the Lord, I dedicate all my time to going to work eight to five. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying no at all. I'm not saying no at all. But when you get your salary, what do you do with it? Chop, touch your tummy, touch your tummy. How much of my investment is in there? How much of your investment is there? 25%. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Please. You must be investment conscious. That is where your prosperity is going to come from. I admire you for paying your tithe. You see, they are paying you 2,000 in your working place and you pay 200 as your tithe. Correct. 100%. But that is only one leg. If I should ask those of you sitting down here to stand up from your chair on one leg. Stand up on one leg. Let me see. Try. Yeah. I, I don't hold in your hand. That is why so many people can cut out of poverty. Because you do everything on one leg. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You see, he has made it. That is why so many of you are comfortable. After all, I'm living, I'm not begging. Do you know how people talk here? I'm not begging. Bishop, I'm okay. Kakrano and media mamino. Eh, yeah. Now you one leg back. <laughs> you wanted to go with two legs? Yes. One leg back. Move bra or Move. Every one of you paying your tithe comfortably, this is how you walk. Thank you for listening to this sermon by Bishop George Adjuman. We hope you have been blessed. To get more of this podcast, log on to our website www.winnersghana.org. You can also follow his handle at Bishop George Adjuman on Facebook and SoundCloud. God richly bless you.